are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. This message I'm, I want to share. How many of you believe here what you've done in the past is in the past? We can only worry about today and, and what the future holds, right? That, amen, amen. Our first slide is Galatians 6, 7 to 10. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. Hey, would you, you uh, read my message. Also, later on, you, you said something that is in this message. For he who sows in his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting light. But let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. And most of the time, this scripture is used for tithing, for other, uh, and stuff like that. But God showed me something different a while ago with, with this scripture verse. And I'm sure he showed all of us something different here. It says, do not be deceived. So do not think that this is wrong. Do not somehow justify it in our mind. Do not somehow um, be duped, be hoodwinked, be deceived. It says, do not be deceived. Then it says, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. Do not mock God. Mocking is like God, God is saying something and you'll, yeah, yeah, God, I know, but you really don't mean that. It's like, yeah, okay, and you have, and your heart is, is one of um, a haughtiness towards the word of God, towards God. And, and, and it just, um, in God's eyes, it, it really, it's repulsive. And it's not, not even close to being good. I have some definitions about this. Goes there. Everything that you and I do has a repercussion. It comes back to us one way or another. Everything that we do in life, our actions will have consequences. Don't ever be fooled into thinking that our actions doesn't, does not have consequences. Don't think you or I will get away with bad choices. Or even if it seems we did not get caught. You see, we will reap what you sow. We sow in one season, and we will reap in another. And I don't know about you, but I can only speak for myself. I know many times, I'm just going to be transparent here, and I just pray that, that you can be transparent as the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But quite often, I always think you're going to get away with it. And yes, I know in the head, you always think, well, God knows everything and God sees everything, you know, and, and, and he does all that. But somehow we think he's going to blink when we do it. I don't, any, any of you guys here like that? 
Or is it just me? Yeah, okay, well, another honest person there, another couple over here, and that. And we think we're going to get away with it. And we think he hasn't seen it. But the Bible says we sow in one season, we reap in another season. So we may think we've got away with it because the hours, the days, the weeks, the months, and the years have gone by. And we think, well, you know what? I got away with it. But trust me, you don't. You do reap what you sow. And the Bible says God will not be mocked about this. And I think it's time we need to, I don't know about you, but for me, to quit being deceived, to quit thinking it isn't going to happen, to quit thinking that he blinked and he did not see this. Another definition is our actions will have consequences. Don't ever be fooled into thinking that your actions does not have a consequence. Don't think you and I will get away with bad choices. Even if it seems we did not get caught, you will reap what you sow. You will. Sometimes I think I didn't get caught. You guys ever think that sometimes? You know? We sow, and this is one thing we forget about. But this is with a farmer, and I'm going to talk about it early, later on. The farmer has a better grip of it is that we sow in one season and then we'll reap in another. We sow, Hayward said this, I can't believe it, he said this. The next one says, we sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a, conscien- a, a, a consequence. Sorry. So a wise sower, if you want to be wise, always sows with the harvest in mind. Always sows in the far distance. You're looking in the future. You're not looking for the here and now. You're not looking for the instant gratification, the instant pat on the back, the instant whatever it is. You're always sowing with the future in mind. What about the future? And this world that we live in, this Western culture that we live in, has got us so hoodwinked and so deceived because so many of us, including me, are living right now for the here and now, and we hardly give place or time to think about the future. What is going to become of our crop in the future? What is going to become of the seeds that you and I have sown today, yesterday, last week, last year? What are they going to produce? What are they going to produce? This world has got us so hoodwinked. The next one says, what we look like, what we think, what we say, what we do and believe is a direct reflection of your past and my past. I don't know if you remember, but many years ago in the Edmonton Journal and probably some other um, uh, papers had a columnist called Ann Landers. Anybody remember Ann Landers' letters to Ann... Yeah, okay, some people do, and other ones that don't want to admit they're that old. Okay. 
She published a letter from prison, from a prison inmate. It was a pathetic letter that really tugged at your emotions. It was written by a man whose mother had just died. And he could not attend her funeral because he was in prison. He wrote not to complain about the legal system because he said that he really did deserve what he was getting. But he wrote to tell the story of his life, how his mother's one wish was that he would be released from prison before she died. And how that one wish was never realized. He said, the reason that I'm in prison is because I thought I could take shortcuts. That somehow I could ignore the rules and the regulations and get away with it completely. But he didn't. And neither will you or I. The next clip has sin. And if we think about this, sin will take you farther than you want to go. It will cost you more than you want to pay. And it will keep you longer than you want to stay. The law of sowing and reaping. Law one is that you reap what you have sown and then some. You reap where you have sown and then some. And this one here, you reap more than you have sown and then some. Now, that can be good or bad, okay? And, this, and, and I want to focus on the good, okay? I don't know about you, I like focusing on the good, but I need to be conscious about the other one. And I just can't be like an ostrich and put your head in the sand. I need to ask uh, Mark and Keith forgiveness. This morning I went to their field and I picked some barley. And that's all up, Mark. And where's uh, Keith? Well, you can tell Keith for me. Okay? You reap more than you have sown. And then some. So when the farmer, and the Bible talks about this quite often, about sowing and reaping and about the farmer. You go and you sow one seed. You see that? One little seed. We all know this. We've seen it a hundred times, a thousand times before in our life. One little seed. But this also happens to you and I in our spiritual life. But for some reason, we have been deceived and we think it's not going to apply to us. We think or we don't even pay attention upon it. Because we don't want to really think about the consequence of it. I don't know about you, but me. Okay? So here's one thing. Now you can either sow good... Or you can sow bad. Okay? Then in Bible says then in due season. So there's a time from when you plant it to a time when it's to be harvested. And due season, then you reap. It's not season yet to um, go for barley. But I picked a few heads here. 
And some of them have 25 more grains than the one that was planted for this one. So there's a 25-fold increase of whether good or bad in my life. Some of them have 22. Some of them have over 30. On bumper crops, I remember with wheat, sometimes you'd get 80 to 90 heads per, per uh, uh, um, head. So what am I getting at here? Why, why am I telling you all this? Because of my past life. And I'm going to be transparent here. I'm going to share some things that I'm not proud of. When I was not a Christian, and then I became a new Christian, I worked for a gentleman by the name of Ross McBain, McBain Camera. He's one of the people from Edmonton and surrounding area with old money. And I worked for him. And I got low wages. But I worked for him for almost 10 years. But he treated me so good. He treated me, he even let me drive his Mercedes and things like that. He took me to the Mayfair Golf and Country Club. I was his golfing partner. You know, all these things. It was a, it's a very elite place. And I would golf with him. I was his partner. Um, things like that. But I did something. And for years later, after I became a Christian, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about getting it right. But God, I, I prayed and I asked for forgiveness of my past. Right, you did. And then I hear other people say, well, you know, it's in the past, it's in the past. But the Holy Spirit continued to keep bringing it up into my life. It would not go away. But I kept justifying it. I kept making excuses for it. Until finally, a few years ago, 28 years later, 28 years later, I wrote him a letter. And it says, Dear Mr. McBain, Hello, my name is Lynn Berger. I hope you can remember me. Cause I came into your store a while back, and I hoped I might see you in person to share this with you. When I first started to work there, I stole some stuff from you. I'm sorry, but I cannot remember all that I stole from you. The reason that I'm telling you this right now is that God's Holy Spirit is speaking to me to right the wrong or at least confess what I've done. First, I apologize to God for shaming his great name. And secondly, I apologize to you and ask you to forgive me for taking advantage of your goodness, your kindness, and your trust. As you were reading this, you were probably very ticked off at me. And I'm so sorry. But I realize that all the sorries in the world will not undo the trust that I've broke as you've treated me with nothing but kindness. If you'd like me to pay you back for everything that I stole, I will gladly do and with a right heart as I am ashamed of what I did. I hope 
that when I come to Edmonton again, that I would be able to uh, sit down and talk with you if you even want to see me. I write this letter with a sad, sadfulness in my heart and trust. Sorry, I can't read right now. My, I write this letter with sadness in my heart for the trust that I've broken. Sincerely, Lindberger. You know, you reap what you sow, you reap what you sow. In due season, it will come. You know, stealing is stealing whether you steal a pen or you steal a thousand dollars. See, we put a degree on it. I, oh, I shouldn't say we, I do. I put a degree on it. Well, it's only a pen, whatever. But, oh, I stole a thousand dollars. Oh, that's a little bit worse. You know, I don't know about you, but that's me. But in God's eye, it's not whether it's the pen. It's not whether it's the thousand dollars, it's the heart. It's the heart issue of what it is. Is that heart glorifying God, whether it's a pen or a penny or a thousand dollars? It goes back to the heart. It goes to the heart. Philippians, uh, the Philip's translation, Ephesians 4.28 says there, if you used to be a thief, you must not you must not only give up stealing, but you must learn to make an honest living so that you may be able to give to those in need. And that's not just with stealing, that's with everything in our life. That's with everything in our life. If I stole, then I am, or I were a thief. Ouch, that hurts my pride. And a lot of us don't want to look in the mirror and have a gut check with stuff like that. We try to be hoodwinked. We try to be deceived. We try to have deception. I, I reap what I sowed. About 30 years later, I'm up north. You know, I was up there, and, and I'm moving down south. And all of this stuff of mine is disappearing. Stuff of mine disappearing. I always say it's God's anyways, but there's a part of the flesh inside that always likes to rear its ugly head and have its hand around it. Well, that's my wallet. That's my purse. But it's really God's. And I'm thinking to God, I'm going, I'm going God, what's going on here? Like, haven't I served you faithfully? Haven't I did this? Haven't I, 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 I did these other things? And as sure as I'm speaking to you today, the Holy Spirit goes, Lynn, you're reaping what you sowed. Did you think you were going to get away with it? 28 years later, 30 years later. What about anger in all of this form? What seeds of anger do we sow? Do we have outbursts of anger? You may not just be an angry person. I'm angry and oh, I hate life. And Melanie, you got the wrong shoes on. I just don't like that. You know, just one of those people that are just angry all the time. You may be very nice and calm and cool and collective. But once in a while you have an, the, one of the translations says outbursts of anger. Who here has outbursts of anger once in a while? 
That's me. That's me. What about what seeds I've been sowing about lying? And, 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 you know, and we don't like to be lied, but I'm going to ask you a question here, and if we can be honest today with this. And I'm really trying to hurry up here. I'm sorry. But I, I just feel I need to share this. When someone asks you something, how many of you here tell only part of the truth? <laughs> Not the whole truth. Do you think that's a lie? <laughs> Are we deceiving ourselves? Are we deceiving ourselves? What seeds are we sowing about lust? And not just sexual lust. Lusting after the toys of this world. The things of this world that, you know what? The moths and the rusts are going to eat and do away with it. What are we sowing for the future instead of just for the here and now? What seed are we sowing, as the farmer says, in the harvest that in, he'll plant the seed and in due time there will be a harvest. But most of us, and I'm guilty of this, plant the seed, or we won't even plant the seed. We'll just live in the now. And we want to gratify the flesh and everything else right now. Instead of being like a wise farmer, there's a farmer right over there. A wise farmer, do you not plant? Do you not think? Do you not plan ahead what you want to plant in your, in your, in your fields? Right? Right? You think about what's, what, what's the best value, what will grow in that field, and all these other things. And then when you plant, you don't just stand there right away. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Right? You know in due season, it will produce whatever you planted. Is that not correct, Bill? Absolutely. But how can we as Christians forget that? Because the Bible says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Do not be hoodwinked. Do not be tantalized and, and, and taken advantage of the sparkling of this world. I'm guilty of that. What seeds are we planting? What about speech? What comes out of our, our mouth? Does cursing and vile things come out of our mouth? Or does, does nurturing and caring and encouraging and building up and edifying come out of our mouth. What seeds are we planting and what are we going to reap later on from our children and our grandchildren farther down the road? What about our time? And this, this one here really hurt me. Time. I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, at work, I remember when I worked at Fisher Scientific, and you know what? And even as a Christian... Sometimes they can uh, justify it and say, well, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to really put in my whole eight hours or ten hours. I'm going to, you know, slack off, take an extra five minutes at lunch. Uh, any of you guys ever do that? I did that or, or whatever and stuff like that. You know what that is? When we put it all, take the wrapping aside, that's stealing time from our employer. We're not being honest. We're not being truthful. We're not being forthright. There's a flip side to all of this. I know this is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Some may say, you know what, Lynn? You're way too legalistic. Lynn, you're just way too strict. Or the big one is that we just justify it by saying, well, everybody else is doing it. And not just everybody else is doing it. Even some Christians are doing it. And even if Christians are doing it, that doesn't make it right. So the question I have to ask you today is this. Could I have, um, would you mind playing some background piano for me, please? Thank you. The question I have to ask you today is, 
Remember the past of the past. So I want to ask you a question. What do you want to reap from this day to the future? What do you want to reap in the future in your life today? As a good farmer, as I asked Bill, would ask before he plants, I believe that in your heart, and your heart, you want the best that God has for you. And not just for you, for your children also. So the question I have to ask you again is what do you want to reap in your future? And not only that, what do you want to reap in your children's future? Do you want to reap mercy? Do you want to reap grace? Not just for you, but it's for your children and your grandchildren. Is that not true? It just doesn't affect you, right? It affects your children and affects your grandchildren. But yet the world, the world, the world, just somehow, it almost like it mesmerizes. We're like, we're like a blind, we're like, you ever watch that Pipe Piper where he's doing it and everybody's just following that, that wherever he goes? Has mesmerized us Christians so much that we've bought into it, we've bit it, and we get these nice, gleaming trinkets that we have and we don't think about the future we don't think about the patience I guess it's patience more than anything you gotta have patience as a farmer don't you when you plant your seed then you gotta wait you gotta wait you gotta wait you gotta wait for the future so what about starting today wanting to plant seeds of mercy and grace in your life what about Galatians 5, 22 to 23? Why don't we start planning today? Why don't we start making a resolution, a resolve in our heart? God, forgive me of my past, but as of this day, me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And Lord, I want to start planting seeds. Maybe I planted seeds of, of of, of disruption and of anger and of lust and all these other things in my life, Lord. But Lord, let me start today to plant seeds when I have opportunity. Seeds that will produce this kind of fruit. Seeds of love. Lord, that help me to plant love wherever I am. That when people, we've even in situations that, that I can't handle, Lord, that love would be there. I would be able to plant seeds of love. How about seeds of joy? And that doesn't mean just, oh, jumping up in a static and an emotional thing. It's a deep-seated in, you have joy in my soul. It is well with my soul. Even though the sea billows blow, even though storms of life come, there is a joy within your heart because you know God has got your life. You have given it to Him. How about planting seeds of peace? Peace amongst the storm. I, I would probably guarantee you probably 90% of you here today have storms in your life, whether they're financial or whether they're, they're physical, whether there's a sickness, whether there's something. And I don't know how many people you have, a, have you have a peace within your heart. But why not start planting seeds of peace within your heart for you, for your children, and for your grandchildren? Peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What about planting seeds of patience? Man, that's a tough one. I remember once I, I prayed for patience. And man, for about four or five months, my world went upside down. And I go, God, what's going on here? What's happening here? Aren't I serving you good? Aren't I uh, doing all this thing? I'm just, just on fire for you, God. God goes, yeah, but you prayed for patience and you were honest about it. 
and you were earnest and you really wanted so how you get patience is by having trials and tribulations in your life that's how you learn patience I know we don't want to hear that but that, that's what happens how about planting seeds of kindness kindness you know I think fear has got us and this is just me I think fear has got us so wrapped up we listen to too much news broadcast and we hear about what happened in Ontario or in, or in the States that when we see someone in help alongside the road we're so afraid to stop and help them but yet we know I'm not saying every time you use wisdom and, 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 and stuff like that but yet we know in our heart we should stop but we have an agenda and we got to get going there and we won't take time to help those people or anything like that. What about seeds of goodness? Seeds of faithfulness, of gentleness and self-control. We can start today with a choice of sowing different seed. Or if you've been sowing this seed, you can sow more of it within your life. Or we need to ask God to forgive us for what we have sown. I look at it this way. I look at it this as a, as, as not a bad thing. You guys, I, 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 maybe I'm weird. Most people agree, right? I'm weird. Yeah, wife, honey, I'm weird. Okay. But I'm weird. But see, I don't look at stuff like this as, as, a, as a whip on the back and he's beaten me to death. I look at this as, you know what? I can learn from this, and let's get on with it. Lord, I was duped. I was deceived. Your spirit showed it in my heart. And we can go on, and we can grow. So, I, you know, I hope that's the way you look at it. I hope that's the way you have an outlook when the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us. So, what seeds do you want to sow? What do you want to reap? Let's bow our hearts, bow our hearts, and close our eyes. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just let Holy Spirit speak to you. Don't worry about who's in front of you or who's behind you or who's next to you. I think this is a, a time that the Holy Spirit really wants us to, to change, to make a choice to change. If Holy Spirit has been speaking to you, with boldness, just lift your hands where you are. Just lift your hands that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, put your hand down, put your hand down. Father, I just pray. that your spirit would make it so real to us that it would really, really change our life. It would change our way we look at things and how we do things. Lord, every time that every one of us see a field, that your Holy Spirit would bring back to remembrance about what seed is planted in my life and in due season what will be reaped later on. 
Lord, that you remind us daily. Because quite often we get so caught up in the things of the world we forget. But so I ask Holy Spirit again, every time we see a field, every time we see a harvest, every time we see a planting, that we would, we would have a gut check and say, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me, speak to me. Lord, I just speak life upon each person here and not death. I speak life, your life, Holy Spirit. I pray, O oh Father, that the deceiver would not deceive us anymore, that we would be man enough and woman enough to say, yeah, God, that was me, that is me. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us because we will surely fail on our end. In Jesus' name, I speak to us. Amen, amen. I, I just, Lord, just bless you tremendously. He's got such a plan for you. He's got such a purpose for you. And I, I, I just can't express how much he loves you. How much he loves you. If you need prayer, if you want prayer for anything, come on up front. We'll pray for you. We'll agree with you. If not, have a wonderful Sunday. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week. And I hope that you see fields quite a bit. <laughs> but God bless you. God bless you tremendously. You are dismissed. Thank you. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.